He's back. Sports Radio is back. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown on Sports 1440. Today's show, all oh, those Oilers. Oh, my. Now, I, I know you're disappointed, but I have read online, specifically Twitter, people saying that's the worst game ever. This is the worst moment ever. Let's review. Let's review, shall we? What about uh, 2006 Game 7? Fernando Pisani, third period. Puck on his stick, a chance to tie the game. Surely they would have won. No, sir. They lose Game 7, Stanley Cup Final. What about the year they traded Miro Chatan for a load of hay? Remember that? Remember when they sold Wayne Gretzky? Remember when they traded Mark Messier in a convoluted deal that really did seem like they said, hey, Mark, where you want to play, Manhattan? We'll just send you there. So let's review. Let's, let's, let's get the upset out of the way, but understand that historically it's one game. Now, there are some things to talk about, and we will do that today. But all those Oilers is all we can say. This wasn't historic in any way. In fact, I think I would just say it's easier or better to lose an 8-1 game than a 3-2 game. They lost. They stunk. They were horribible. They were really, really bad. But in a list of Nader or Nadir moment, I'm not sure which way you pronounce that. A lot of people, they avoid words that they can't pronounce. I run to them. I'm like a, I don't know, untrained firefighter when it comes to pronouncing words. But if you're looking at the worst moments in Oilers history, that, that isn't in the top 500. It just isn't. You can reach us at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Turn on your radio. You can text or call 1-833-401-1440. That's 1-833-401-1440. Twitter at Low Tide and Declan Kruger. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. We're proud to be sponsored by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Wolf gmcbuick.com. Our guest today, Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation, Sean Keeler from the Denver Post. And do you remember, friends, what I said yesterday about things that I was looking for in the game last night? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them to you, and then we're going to just briefly talk about the results. I said, I was looking forward to the dry side of line to win the shot and goal share. They lost the shot share, but they sawed off the goal share at 5-on-5. Five five. It was nil-nil. Good PK? Nope. Solid goaltending? Come on. Guffaw. Guffaw, I say. Uh, quick outs from the blue? No chance. And good tight coverage defensively, I called for. Well, we got a big buzzer on that one, too. What's the, what's the line from... Which, is that Wheel of Fortune? I can't remember what game it is. It is Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. It's like a wah-wah. <laughs> yeah. All of my things I was looking for are out the window. Out the window. We simply did not get any of them. But as far as player critiques, I'm going to throw those out the windows too. Just throw it in the trash. No one cares. Get mad at the goalies, whatever you want. Here's the deal. They were not good enough. They're way better than that. Hey, do you ever say, like Mrs. Andrews, did she ever say to you, Declan, you're way better than that? You can't possibly be this bad. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, yeah, you're better than this. You know what you're doing. Well, that's what the, I guarantee that's what everybody is saying in the room today. About or, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're saying they're, you're better than this. You know you are. You stunk. It happens. It was opening night in Vancouver. Not good, but let's let's just not lose sight of the goal and what may have happened. 
And I do think there are things we can point out. Matthias Ekholm didn't play. That's a concern. He's an older player. He's got a hip flexor. Who knows how long that will take him to get better. It's, it is a big damn deal. And we're going to talk about why in a second. I think Coach Jay Woodcroft needs to be better, but I want to couch that criticism by saying that not having Ekholm limits his ability to do what I think that he should be doing. Jay Woodcroft needs to make players accountable. I'm going to go back and talk about this because I think it's important. All summer, we talked about strategy, man-to-man versus zone. And I kept saying, I don't care what you play. These are smart hockey players. They can play any system at all, but it is execution. It doesn't matter what deployment you use. The players have to execute. If they don't, you have to back them off. Play them less. That's just the way it is. You know, when you are not performing well in a job, Often your boss or the company will, will, you know, maybe slice your workload a little bit. Make sure that you can work at some competent level and then add on once you're back being comfortable and confident. Now, I admit with Matthias Ekholm, that's not possible. However, Evan Bouchard had a trash game last night, and he'll tell you that, I'm sure. That's a guy who you might not want to trust with Darnell Nurse. And I know you're going to get mad at Darnell Nurse because you every, do every day, but Nurse, when he went very effective down the stretch after the Ekholm trade, he had his minutes backed off. He didn't have that last night. And he also didn't have a partner that is a real Adam Larson type. You know, since Nurse took the number one job as, as a top left defenseman on this team, his partners have been guys like Ethan Bear and Cody Cece and Bouchard. And they're good, but they're not number one caliber. They're not Adam Larson types. And that's where the Oilers, I believe, I read about it in The Athletic, it's up today. They need right defense and they need goaltending. Now, the goaltending was was not good last night, but I'm not going to pick on them today because nobody played well. And through, mm, I'll say 15 minutes of the first period, I thought Campbell, even though stuff was going in, he was also making some good stops. We'll see. I still think Stuart Skinner's the starter. But the coach needs to be better. He needs to make players accountable. And if you want to get mad, get mad at the at the execution of the play. Uh, I always point, people are mad about Darnell Nurse and that play that White Cloud scored on where he went all the way out to the blue line. What you should be mad at is when he turned the wrong way twice on a player coming out of the corner and that one heartbeat caused a goal against you can't have that when that happens even if it's darnell nurse even if it's Connor mcdavid you've got to back off the minutes don't bench them don't embarrass them but back off the minutes and jay woodcroft needs to do that his job has never been in peril before but if he can't make these guys accountable beginning with the best players on the team then we're watching the final games of his auto's coaching career i believe that and I, i'm not going to talk about player effort because i think they worked really hard just not smart i've done that Hell, you've heard me on the air do that. Work smart, not hard, not the other way around. And the Edmonton Oilers didn't work smart last night. They weren't in control. They were panicking. I mean, it was it was Chris Russell at the Emporium. Get that puck out, baby, even though it's coming right back. That's not how you play. You pass the puck out. You spend 25 seconds in the other zone, and you're lollygagging. You're whistling. You have no defense to play because the puck isn't anywhere near your goaltender. That's what Vancouver did last night. And I suspect Edmonton will do to Vancouver on Saturday night. I've had my say. Bag milk will later. You can as well. Don't forget to text us. 1-833-401-1440. There's a couple other things I want to get to aside from hockey. But we are going to be heavy on the hockey today. Unless we have another Declan 
Uh, my teacher was mean to me in grade one moment, which I think is one of the all-time best segments we've ever done. Just the one. So I think we've covered it. We're free to talk Oilers, but uh, if anything comes up or any rep- repressed memories or work your way to the surface, I'll let you know. For those who didn't hear it yesterday, what was the, what was the most famous thing, the one that is embedded in your brain that your first grade teacher, Mrs. Andrews, said to you? She would always tell me, you know what? Do it for your parents. <laughs> and I was always like, I was like, you don't know me. You don't know my parents. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you just have this built-up idea of who this kid is without having any background knowledge on them at all. And and it would be, like, the simplest thing. Like, I would be running in the halls. She'd be like, you know what? Would your parents like that? It's like, you don't know me. You don't know my parents. Like, stop bringing my parents into this. <laughs> well, I I can tell by your tone that you've, you've, you've moved on and you've let go of all the rage and anger. Yeah, yeah, clearly that one didn't do a number on me. Oh, my God. Uh, Major League Baseball, Texas and Houston through there. Through, there will be a, a, a Texas state team in the World Series. Arizona also through. What the hell, Dodgers? Get real. And then uh, probably, I think, Philadelphia. A lot of disappointing teams in the end, like Atlanta. And uh, I said I think Atlanta is, is through. Now, they still could be, but Philadelphia is, is looking very strong there. The NFL Thursday nighter, Broncos, Chiefs. Or Christians versus the Lions, uh, I like to call it. Taylor Swift is absolutely going to be the most interesting thing about this game, even if she doesn't show up. I have no doubt that's true. I don't know. Is Kelsey playing? I heard he was not not improbable, wh- whatever word they use. Questionable. Thank you. Doubtful. Yeah, he's uh, scheduled to play as far as I've seen. The, uh, the latest news I've seen that came down on that one is that he will be dressed, he will be suited, he will be ready. And to be, to be honest, Taylor Swift would not be in attendance if he wasn't there. So I think that's what do you a, mean? Uh, that's a pretty She's good not indi- just a pure fan of <laughs> she just cheers for one guy who does uh, she, that. She might be, but I mean listen, if your boo is out, you're probably not uh you're probably not detouring to uh to Kansas City, Missouri for a game. So Can I make a confession? Yes. I've watched Kelsey play forever and I never noticed him. I didn't know if he was a good looking guy. I didn't know if he was a physically attractive man. I didn't know, you know, what he did. I didn't I'd never seen him dance. Yep. And since then I've had people that I know who are female who are sports fans or not, ask me about him, say, have you seen the video on this guy? And and he's turned into something just because of his relationship with, with uh, Taylor Swift. He's sort of become a different kind of a guy. I agree. It's put him into a different uh, stratosphere. Yeah. Do we respect him more now, you and I? I certainly do. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of respect. Listen, he's arguably the best tight end in NFL history, so I had a lot of respect for him regardless. Uh, but this one, I mean, it just turned it up to 11 to quote Spinal Tap. Yeah, I think I think maybe we're watching... Somebody put it all together, as it were. And, um, yeah. By the way, I will say this, and I know that this is not me trying to be a smartass. I'll do that later. The West Edmonton Mall autograph session for the Edmonton Oilers is 6 to 8 tonight across the mall. One chance this season to meet your favorite Oiler. Um, I'm I'm tweeting out now the map, okay? And I know Declan's already, I guess you're going right from work to this, right? You're going to want to get all your favorite autographs. The line might be a little bit long, but if I can drop the sports 1440 connection, maybe they'll let me jump in. Maybe I'll give out some autographs. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it won't. Maybe I'll get sent to the back of the line. But uh, no, we'll see. It's going to be a fun event, though. And listen, people are already lining up for it. It's already stacked around the the rank there. So a lot of people with a lot of interest. Yeah, uh, th- there is one note I want to pass along. Uh, due to anticipated demand for McDavid and Drysaddle stations, the first 300 fans in line at those uh, stations will be guaranteed access to their tables. But you're, once you're in line, you can't leave. So, you know, I don't know. Don't drink any water all day or something because you've got to be in line. 
And I mean, it's normal that you would anticipate that kind of activity around those two guys. You know, I think that's fair. Enough Miss Andrews already. Good God. Well, looks like Mrs. Andrews found us. She ran her, she ran her course. I respect that. I don't think so. I, do, I think I'm going to bring it up a few times. Yeah, but for you, it's a fun little comedy segment today, totally. to take a break from the A1 loss that was suffered last <laughs> night. For me, it's rep- repressed memories and a... Uh, See, are, are there any negatives? They're all negative. Uh, I don't it was so. a tough day yesterday. First, we get on the Miss Andrews train, then the Oilers get blown out 8-1. Did that Campbell. bother you? I, I've never... Uh, the last Oiler game that bothered me was um, 20... Maybe 11 or 12. It was opening night, and I was convinced they were going to make the playoffs, and they got blown out, and I was mad as hell, and I stormed around my house and acted like a fool, like a fool, and I was tuned in by my wife saying, what are you doing? And so from then on, I just said, you know, I can't. I can't allow this to bother me. It bothered me in the sense that it didn't look like Vancouver just played the game of their lives. It didn't look like they just came out and looked like, you know, the nineteen the nineteen eighty two Edmonton Oilers where they were just unstoppable. Edmonton just played that poorly. Defensive lapses everywhere. It didn't look like there was any cohesion on any of the units, including power play. Specs at a best. It looked like it was twenty guys who get, who got together in the parking lot before the game and said, We'll figure it out on the ice. Campbell left a lot to be desired. Listen, and like I said, plenty of defensive zone lapses, but four goals on 15 shots. You never want to see those numbers obviously pulled after that fourth one. So the reason it bothered me isn't because they lost. It it isn't even because they lost 8-1. It was the manner in which they looked so lost playing together. And it looked like there were no changes to what we were going to expect. Well, one thing I'm going to push back up again, anybody who comes on and says there was a lack of effort, I'm going to push back on that. I don't buy that argument at all. They had a poor game. They didn't play well. It happens. Life goes on. I know they're making a umpteen million, and it bothers you that some nights aren't on. They weren't on. They will be on Saturday. This is not a terrible team. It's a great team. I think this team is going to win the Stanley Cup. If you are, if you fall victim to small sample sizes, you are a fool. That's all I'll say. Listen, this seems like a bit of a, an attack on me, and that's fine. I get that. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying that. You didn't. You didn't say effort. No, I didn't. Yeah. I said cohesion. I'm not waving the white flag. I'm not sounding the alarm. I'm just saying this loss did bother me because of everything I mentioned. Yeah, and I'll so. leave it at that. I think it was Mrs. Andrews. All that right. Too. <laughs> All right. Who's our next guest? Are we doing football? Yeah, we're going to go right. do a uh, do a little bit of Thursday night football. We're going to talk some Broncos. I can't imagine they're getting too many requests out there in Denver with how that team's playing these days. But Sean Keeler is going to be joining us a little bit after one. Well, you- they've got Elway. They'll be good. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> they'll always have they'll always have the Elway years and they got him in the front office. So they're doing OK. But yeah, we, we got Sean Keeler from the Denver Post joining us. I know he's a big abs guy as well. So I'm sure you can talk to him about that a little bit. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good interview. Looks, Seems like a very eager guy. Looked forward to it. NHL rumors on the way. There is something involving the orders want to know this is the lowdown with low tide on sports 1440 it's the lowdown on sports 1440 everybody's happy everybody's happy about the 8-1 loss to vancouver i can feel it by the way uh, tom gazola just ahead of reed wilkins and bob stoffer uh reported via twitter or x uh, jay woodcroft says he expects dylan holloway to play on saturday night and woodcroft also said this is from Reed Wilkins. Uh, the team has already met today. Says discussion wasn't about systems, mostly about effort. Talked about not meeting the necessary competitive level last night. And that happens. You know, maybe they flew out at the wrong time, whatever. But they were all flat. I mean, there was a collective malaise in the roster, in the group. I mean, I'm, 
I just refuse to point out anybody specifically. I thought Dylan Holloway played well. If you want somebody specific, not playing well, everybody. I, I think Evan Bouchard was really uh, challenged in that role, and I think that, that they're going to have to put CeCe back up there, but ideally they're going to go find somebody. That's the key. The deadline might be about goaltending. It might be about first-pairing right defensemen. And it might be about both. And holy hell, if Matthias Ekholm is hurt for a long term. But let's not think about those things. Because guess what? He'll eventually be healthy and he'll eventually be himself. There are some rumors about Adam Ernie, though, signing. I don't know that last night changes everything. But I I think that um, Marcus Niemelainen probably gets sent down in the next three or four days. And that would mean that Ernie could be signed. There's another tweak here. And this is one of those weird ones that you sort of need Hart from Puckpedia to explain. Now, Hart's not here, but he does have the magic of, of Twitter and his website. And he he had up earlier today an item about how the Oilers can get to 20 players on Saturday. And it was three hours ago. I'm just going to read it to you because it's good information. And this is the, the trade rumors uh, spot for the teams that played short one player. If they don't have 20 healthy players for the next game, i.e. Saturday for Edmonton, they can call up an emergency player with a cap hit of 875,000 or less. The player will not count against the cap until they have 20 healthy players. You have to miss one game with that, you know, awkward situation. Now that they've done that Saturday, they could recall somebody. So who makes 875 or less down on the farm? Well, Raphael Lavoie is just under. He's 874. And uh, Tyler Tulio, James Hamblin, Drake Kajula, Lane Peterson might be the guy. Lane Peterson might be the guy. They're not going to call up Raphael Lavoie. Based on Ken Holland's comments, I doubt that happens. It'll likely be, my guess is, Lane Peterson. And maybe they decide that they want to go with seven defensemen. And in a case like that, it might be Ben Gleason to the rescue. You'd like that, wouldn't you? You like Gleason. So maybe that's the way they go. Taylor Hall out week to week. Chicago Blackhawks, always one of my favorite players. Still like him. I think eventually he'll be traded to the Oilers and win a Stanley Cup with the team. I also think that about Mark Pouliot. So judge yourself accordingly in terms of my predictions. Devin Taves and the Avs are closer to a deal. Bad news for the Oilers. He'd be a really good find for them. He'd be a great addition to this team. Now, that's a guy who could help the Oilers win the Stanley Cup. And it is extremely unlikely. And Colorado's right to, to sign him. He's a very valuable guy. One of the weird things about the Islanders is they they're, they usually do very well with their defense, but I think they overlooked Taves when they sent him away. Uh, your texts are welcome, one 401 LT, first of all, I really enjoy your show. Awesome. Thank you. Just so you know, RL and everybody else, that's how you get on the show. Just something nice. Shot at Declan. As for Oilers, I realize it's only one game, but how can you not be concerned? Goaltending, just like last year, Nurse was brutal, like all last year. Coach panics and puts Connor and Leon back together, which is the worst thing he can do. Not very optimistic. First of all, it's one game. That's the smallest sample size you can get. You know how sometimes you'll you'll watch the World Juniors and get really excited about a player your team drafted and then he ends up being nothing? Small sample sizes are really, really bad. 
there there are it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in you need a you need a lot of data you need a lot of information you need 20 games in the NHL and the criticism of Darnell Nurse I get in that he plays too much he plays too high in the order he plays too much against elites all of that's fair but in order for us to really criticize Jay Woodcroft for deploying him that way we have to make sure Ken Holland has provided an alternative solution that is superior. Now, he did with Matthias Ekholm, but Ekholm's hurt. So I don't think you blame Nurse because he can't help it when he's sent over the boards. I don't think you blame the coach, and I don't even think you blame Holland. This is one of those things where we can recognize the issue, but we don't have to lay blame. And I know that goes counter to a lot of the anger and upset that you feel today. But genuinely, it's a sign of maturity to be able to understand an issue, understand its frustration, and also understand there's no one to blame. It does happen. I always blame Declan. That's my go-to. Maybe we should do that in this particular case. Still no defense, still no goaltending. Basically the same team, only added Brown, only one game. Glaring spanking. Well, I wrote about that, but I said there are internal there are internal solutions that they have to find out. They have to find out about Robert, guys and girls. They do. They just have to. And they have to find out if Jack Campbell really can turn the light. And I know he didn't play well last night, but neither did Skinner. You've got to give these cats some 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 s- sample size. You've got to let them play. You just do. You can't, you know, not everybody, Cher and, and uh, uh, Greg Allman, you don't, you don't get married for 12 days. That's not how it works. You gotta, this, is a, this is a coming together of a team. You've got to give them 20 games. You just do. And they'll, they won't be 6, 12, and 2 after 20 games. Lodzide, you may need to talk me down after last night's Oilers game. Well, I'm trying to. By the title of my blog post today was Calm Your Tits. So that's what I want you to do. Settle down. You've been through this before. If any fan base should be able to understand frustration and overcome it, it's the Oilers. You know what it was like in 2012. You know what it was like in 2010. You know what it was like in 2008. It's not that now. You know that. Come on. Come on. They've been really good for like since Holland got here, whenever that was. And they were good one of the earlier years when Shirley was here. You know better. It was a bad game. It was a bad, bad game. But it'll go away. I love that people can come up and say hi to us. They mostly look at Declan. Kind of far away eyes. It's embarrassing. Handsome guy. Well, I'm just saying. I don't like witnessing it. That's all. Isn't that the price is right? I think it might be now that uh, that text has been sent. But I think it could be a couple of them. Uh, my kids sing suck when you lose. Sucks when, <laughs> sucks when you lose <laughs> whenever it's on. But I don't remember what show it's on. Low Tide, thank you for putting it into perspective. Everybody needs to calm down. Well, I, I think that, that the, the orders have to be smart about this. They... they they do have some holes, and they were exposed last night. But when everybody plays that badly, I think you just throw it in the trash. I don't think you go over video. But I do think you maybe move Evan Bouchard down to the second pairing, and you, you ask Cody Cece once more into the breach to play with Darnell Nurse. And you hope to hell that Ekholm gets back soon. But, but the orders have not done a good job informing the fans about Matias Ekholm. And I, like, I... I have to say it's disappointing that they that it, it was ongoing. 
well, he's going to play soon. Oh, if it was a playoff game, they'd definitely be. And he'll be ready by the start of the regular season. Okay. And then because it was said like that, it didn't become a story. But I wrote about it a week ago. And I said, this is not good. Every day that goes by where he wasn't even skating. And now he's skating, but he didn't fly with the team. These are all indicators. They're tells. And I think that Oiler fans maybe got tricked into thinking this team was ready when they weren't. And I'm not saying Ekholm was responsible for his missing was responsible for the outing because that was not a great outing by this team last night. That said, this team really needs Matias Ekholm. If he's not coming back, then they got to find somebody else. They got to LTIR that guy, and they got to find somebody else in a in a hurry. Too sweet. Al, you forgot about trading Strom for uh, Spooner, a first and a second for Griffin Reinhardt. Well, I was just thinking out loud. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to come up with all the all of them. But you're right; those are all moments in time that people should remember. Al, happy to hear you on the air again. Please enlighten me. That's defensive core. I'm worried a little bit. Mike from New Brunswick. Okay, I, I, here's 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 how it'll go. Mike from New Brunswick. I wrote about this the other day. It's up today. At the athletic, there's two major holes on this team, and they have internal solutions, and they're going to have to see whether they work out. So the two major holes are top pair right defenseman, and that is Cody Cece right now or Evan Bouchard. Now Bouchard can slide down to second pair, but that pairing, the nurse pair, has to have a right defenseman who can take all of the licks, and there's a lot of them. And so Cody Cece, Philip Broberg we'll see about anybody else. If you can run Bouchard with Nurse during normal time and then run Broberg with Ekholm during normal time, then you have the solution. And I think the Oilers would like to see that for 20 games. I can't blame them. As long as they're competitive, there's no reason to be critical of that. However, there may come a time, and I suggest in the article that Dylan DeMello DeMello might be the guy. There might be others. Um, And Brett Pesci would be perfect for Carolina, but they're not going to trade him now. And that is important that they get that solved. The other one is goaltending. And obviously Jack Campbell in year two and Stuart Skinner, no longer a rookie, are the candidates there. So I think they're going to try Nurse Bouchard. Hear me out. Nurse Bouchard, Broberg with Ekholm, and then Kulak with CeCe. And then DeHarnay would be the seventh blue. Not always, of course. People forgot he had a hell of a fight. That man is like, I think he I he is so big, strong, tough, gritty, filthy, hurdy. I'm using that again. That's now my word. That I think that that he's he's having an impact on NHL players who are not easily intimidated. He's the real deal. He's a bad guy. He could be he could be any of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's how tough that guy is. Yeah, the, the nurse takes that you're sending me, I'm not reading them. You know, I know you think you're funny, but you know, Darnell Nurse is is the best defenseman on the team. He is asked to do something that is very difficult, and last night he was unable to do it. Now, I would blame Jay Woodcroft for putting him in that position, except that he didn't have Matias Ekholm. So I, I used to have this argument with people over Sean Horkoff, and it drove me nuts. I do not understand why 
people think it's okay to be critical of a guy who's being asked to do a job that he is not necessarily well equipped for. And I know he's being paid a ton of money, but I also know that that contract was kicked down the road by the organization. So I'm going to defend Darnell Nurse. I'll do it all day, every day, until the end of time. Or until Declan, you know, becomes the host of the show and decides that I'm too slow to be the operator. Any any response there, Declan? No, I was just so. sitting here smiling, thinking <laughs> about it, and I was like, wow, that does sound nice, doesn't it? But I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to like, put just, any ideas in your I head. I can just see it now. Where's my coffee, fellow? Uh, low tide. Fetch me a <laughs> Fetch me a coffee. You've done great work, but it's time to take you up behind the barn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Time for the young buck to take over. Yeah. No, you're irreplaceable. Yeah. Clyde, Clyde, when he leaves, could you just change the locks on the door? We don't want that fellow back. <laughs> he won't remember my it'll, password anyway. It'll be it'll be just a, a very n- neat little slide. Nothing. Nobody will really notice. It's like a ripple in the water. Did I ever tell you about that time? I, I First time I ever quit a job that I really liked and I quit because I had... I was being offered more money by Ron McLean across the street. And um, I, it was hard for me. I don't, I, I'm a pretty loyal person. So I, I had to quit. The man's name was Rod. And I, I quit and I put in my resignation and I gave my two weeks notice. And, and I thought, he'll be kind. And he said, you know what it's like when somebody leaves? I'm like, uh, no. He said, it's like a ripple in the water. It's like somebody throws a coin or another raindrop falls into a a barrel of water. There's a ripple. It ripples all the way down. And then it's calm again within, I don't know, 20 seconds. So see ya. <laughs> and that's what he said to me. I've never forgotten it as long as I live because it's great. It's a great reflection of not everybody and companies aren't necessarily like that. I've worked for great, great companies and great people and people that cared about me and I cared about them. But the, if you have if you know that that is at some level the attitude, it does make it easier to to move on to a to a better job. And I will tell you, Declan, that everybody who's ever been a producer for me ends up being rich, wealthy, famous, and uh, you know ends up marrying way out of their league. <laughs> well, I'm glad I have a lot to uh, to look forward to. Then, no, I'm just saying. But I look forward. Uh, listen, I look forward to for uh, noon to two with you every day. So I'm sure. already I'm already living the dream. For now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's 1242. This is the Lowdown. At 1 o'clock today, bag milk. We're in the community, presented by United Sports. And Sean Keeler talking Denver Broncos. Sean works for the Denver Post. He's a dad, husband, drummer, and dog lover. Well. I don't know that I could live with a drummer. Could you live with a drummer? It's a little much. I yeah, live with two a, children. That's enough. That Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> at least they're not both drummers. Could you imagine what kind of hell you'd be in then? No, I mean, listen, if they if they're practicing in the garage or, you know, in an apartment on the roof, I think I could be okay with it. I want to let them express their creative liberties, like Jay Woodcroft coaching the Oilers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're very open-minded about these things. Let's see when the drums start hitting around 1130 at night how you feel. Hello, gents. This is Tom. Sorry to say, but last night is Bouchard. Every time the camera shows him, he has that didn't see that happening look. Any of our defense could have run that power play. Okay, I'm going to strongly disagree there. Number one, people can't help how they look. They just, like, Evan Bouchard's resting rest face looks very, you know, 
it, it looks relaxed and it looks like he was unaware. So that's the way he looks on his face. That's not a, an indication of what he's thinking or feeling or trying to execute. You know, if you I'll bring my family photo album in and I have two looks, Dun Banana and Axe Murderer. Those are the two looks I have in every photograph. Oh, there's there's low tide in this family. Who did he just kill? That's me. It doesn't mean I'm that person. That's just the way I look. Evan Bouchard looks like he's disinterested. He looks indifferent to anything. But that doesn't mean that he is indifferent. And by the way, I cannot believe the number of people who have come by to look at you today, Declan. This is getting out of hand. I feel like, you know, I feel like the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it might have a little bit more to do with uh, Connor Halley's social media post if you come and take a picture in front of the uh, yeah if you come and take a picture in front of the studio we can uh, give you away a nice little treat here there's more info on that on the sports 1440 twitter i'll pretend it's all me do you have to take a picture of us or a picture of you in front of the studio a picture of you in front of the studio we're just collateral they just like to get a shrapnel is what we are Yeah. (laughs) yeah maybe i drove down from whistler for the game last night was it a waste of gas and time? Not at all. I got to Whistler's worst game I've ever seen in person. It was such a novelty. Honestly, I enjoyed how bad it was. Brad and Whistler. Brad, I get it. I understand that. It was an anomaly, right? You know, you, you saw the Edmonton Oilers play a really skunky game. And you have that, you know, during an era. By the way, they did when Gretzky was here, too. What was it, Hartford? They lost 11 nothing or something like that? It, it happens. Now, this was, a, this was the lid lifter on a season. That makes it highly unusual. And they did play well at in spurts in the first period. But they what 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 I didn't like, and I I don't want to get into it because it implies that I know things that I don't, but it seemed like they sagged, they faded. And um I I you don't like to see that. You like they're a rambunctious bunch. They were down three Cobb a year ago against Vancouver in the opening uh game, and they wanted the damn thing, right? And I kept expecting that to happen. However, to a man, they weren't great. And I'm, I'm a big believer in just, I have slammed the effort. The, the big rant that's on uh, online is me getting mad at them around Christmas because they, it was like their third game where they were playing really bad and they didn't look like they cared. But I, I, I don't feel that way about this team. I just don't. I think they, they, saw, they had a lot of failure to launch defensively last night. Hey, guys, not a good night. To me, it seemed like the orders just kept ringing the puck around the boards. Very little puck movement in the center of the ice. What's up with that? Holloway was the orders' bright spot. He got hurt blocking shots. Didn't think we'd be hearing to a man quote already this season. Shanked one. Well, uh, Holloway apparently going to play on Saturday. And I don't disagree with everything else. I think they weren't creative or clever. I think their passes weren't fabulous. I think receiving passes were a little off. Their timing wasn't, you know, great. The third line was the best line by far. I don't remember, you know, really Ryan or Janmark doing much. The best pairing was the third pairing, Broberg and DeHarnay. It was a bad night. It was a collective bad night. And in that case, I think you put everybody in the same bag of, of, um, you know, pucks. And you just say, okay, bad night. And now what you want, if you're Jay Woodcroft, you want you want like a raw meat game on Saturday night. You want 11-0 for the orders. You might not get it, but that's what you want. 
I think Broberg and DeHarnay were good, especially despite the score line. I'll get it. Don't worry. Two fresh defensemen that didn't look too out of place. Now, they weren't playing against the better members of the Vancouver Canucks, but I do agree with you. I do agree that they they played well. I think they gave up two goals at five on five. At five on five last night, the Oilers were zero goals for and five against. That's really bad. Tough to do. Hall found a way last night. Yeah, they did. They got through. They 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 threw through that glass ceiling that we all have when we want to give up eight goals. Uh, Hall does not bring what the Oilers need. Why has he been moved four or five times already in his career from Herm? Well, the Oilers moved him very specifically for Adam Larson because they traded Jeff Petrie unnecessarily. And on it goes, right? He, I mean, he's a good player. He's, very, he's won an MVP. So I think the Oilers could use him. They don't need him right now. He's not their number one need. But later in his career, I was always so happy when Rusty Staub came back to the Expos. It was so good. I'm sure if the orders won eight one, the same calm down rhetoric would be preached. Ha ha from Randy. Well, I don't have to preach anything when they lose eight or when they win eight one. People are euphoric. And I will also tell you this, and this is awful. This is a this is a personal it's not a personal revelation. It's a revelation about us as a community of Oilers, observers, and fans. And it goes like this. And I I'm gonna say this and don't get mad at me. The best thing for this show the best thing for my blog, the best thing for my writing at The Athletic is if the owners lose 8-1. Because people can't, cannot wait to get their text line messages in, to read this stuff and snarl at whatever I've written. It, the, the Wins don't feed anything. Wins feed euphoria. Wins feed, oh, sunshine, blue skies. Losses. Losses feed radio. Losses feed the athletic. Losses feed the blog. It's it. It's human nature. When's the last time you slowed down for a good parallel park? Not a chance. For an accident? Good Lord. You're taking pictures. You're getting out and having a look. Can you parallel park? Yes. Can you? Yes, and I drive standard, so a little bit tougher. I'm just saying. Not bragging. Not really. Uh, Still tougher. Bit. Just use the clutch. <laughs> that is how standard works. Yeah. Clutch and brake. Clutch and brake. Mm-hmm. Clutch and brake. Don't hit the accelerator. Yeah, that's the formula. I can parallel park. I'll leave it at that. Well, I would like to see video evidence of this. I mean, you seem pretty confident. I I have to say. When's the last time you can, can you park? Can you parallel park on a hill? Isn't that what they make you do? Yeah, car? you don't have to parallel park on a hill during your driving test. You, well, you just should have, have to. Hill to. Park. You, just have, you have to parallel park somewhere and you just have to park. When I, when I took my driver test in Thorsby, it was, my, I think, my third, <laughs> third time, I had to parallel park on a hill and I, he made sure that I had the wheels pointed the right way and I did and I passed. Now, the first time I almost ran over a guy and the second time I almost got absolutely discombobulated going out of the IGA parking lot. And I think the instructor was genuinely afraid for his personal safety. And he failed because, yay, let's go back in there. So it lasted about 11 seconds. ILT, who can you see being the trade pieces if they bring in a top four right D-man? I think Dylan DeMello is a guy. I mentioned him in the in the article in The Athletic. Now, Winnipeg's got to lose a bunch of games between now and the deadline because he's a part of their team. 
but he's a guy that would, I think, fit this team pretty well. And Nick Jensen of the Washington Capitals, I've always thought, would be a good match. He used to play for Ken Holland. Holland likes bringing back his old-timey guys. It makes a little bit of sense to me. Campbell was fine last night. He wasn't at fault. Go back to him next game. Saskatoon Oilers fan. I don't know about fine. Some of those pucks were going in no matter what. And sometimes Darnell Nurse was in front of the, the puck and he couldn't see it. But he was his rebound control was bad. It's like he had bouncy, bouncy rubber Super Bowl pads last night and the puck was flying out of there. So I'm not I'm not going to be overly critical of Jack Campbell, but I'm not going to credit him either. Same with Stuart Skinner. Sometimes have you ever seen have you ever seen an artist who comes to town and they don't play well at all? Yes. Yeah. And it's just like you're like, "Oh, this is this is I'm disappointed." Yes, but, I know exactly what you're talking about. It leaves uh, a lot to be desired. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh years ago my wife and her friend went to see Whitney Houston. And they were really disappointed. She was on a tour. Her voice wasn't great, and it wasn't it wasn't what they wanted it, it to be, right? And it was too bad, but it happens, you know. And I'm sure that Whitney Houston at the time was was pretty upset about it that it didn't go as she wanted it to. Yes, we showed up early for the captain skates. We all talked about what we learned from last year. We all articulated that showing up at puck drop was essential. We all have heard the pundits versus cup uh, favorites. Then the puck drops, and we don't walk the talk, as usual. Yawn, Northside Lou. Lou, a season is 82 games. You're going to get a game like this again. You hope it's a long time, and you wish it was an opening night. I mean, they saw, you know... Uncle Ken in the press box, and he looked like, oh, God, I got to go talk to the media. I'm sure it's no fun for the Edmonton Oilers right now. But you also can't panic or overreact to this stuff. You can if you're a fan, sure. You're mad, I get it. But I don't think it's good for for your health to do it because it's a long season. And if you're up and down like a yo-yo all the time, and believe me, I used to do that. I don't anymore. You know what I did last night? I I wasn't going to confess this, but I will. I went to bed. It was about 9.30. There was nothing on that I could watch otherwise. Um, and I was like, you know, there was a Friends episode where Ross had this, um, his uh, suitcase and a bunch of, I don't know, moisture moisturizer had spilled and Rachel was trying to tell him that she was in love with Joey and he screams, why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> And she says, well, maybe this isn't a good time to talk about it. And he goes, you think? So I watched that because it's a funny episode and I love that scene. And I went to bed because I've seen this movie before. And it is not a reflection of me as an individual that the Edmonton Oilers didn't play well. And I also think that the Edmonton Oilers tried their best. It just wasn't their night. I know that's a terrible take for for, uh, sports radio, but I think it's the truth. So I think I owe you the truth. I think that Declan should sit with his back to the window so he doesn't scare. Oh, come on. I didn't read that. I, I apologize. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I read it. I saw it. Well, it that hurt hurts. Declan yeah. is a sensitive man. I am. I'm a sensitive you know, guy. He's allergic sure. to some soaps. And <laughs> <laughs> and he's you know he has feelings. He has feelings. And I don't want any ladies out there feeling bad for him and sending presents and food in there. That would be wrong. All right. Do we have to take a break or do we have time? It might be break time. It might be break time. I will tell you that in hour number two, bagged milk. 
From Oilers Nation will join us, Sean Keeler from the Denver Post. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick, and it's time now for a sports update. This is a sports 1440 update. Your sports 1440 update. Six games in the, in the NHL today kicked off by the Rangers and Sabres and the Flyers and Blue Jackets, both at five. Rupe Hints will not play for the Stars in their season opener against the St. Louis Blues tonight because of an upper body injury. With four days between their first game of the season and second game on Tuesday, Coach Peter DeBoer will use caution to ensure he's fully healthy. Kings forward Philip Deneau was fined $5,000 for slashing Ross Colton of the Colorado Avalanche. Deneau was not penalized for the slash as the Kings lost 5-2 to the Avalanche last night. Ross Atkins will return for a ninth season as the Toronto Blue Jays general manager, President Mark Shapiro, confirmed earlier today. In a quote, the body of work is undeniable, but he did acknowledge that there are a number of issues that, quote, need to be worked through. Denver Broncos plan to move on from Frank Clark, whether it be a trade or releasing the veteran outside linebacker. Clark agreed to a restructured deal yesterday, giving back $1.686 million in guaranteed salary in an effort to make his contract more attractive on the trade market. Just one MLB game tonight, the Braves in Philly to take on the Phillies. That game goes just after 6, and that series is currently 2-1 Philadelphia. Three games in the AJHL tonight, Fort Mac in Calgary, GP in Canmore, and Whitecourt in Olds. You can watch all of those on flowhockey.tv. And week six of the NFL gets going tonight, Broncos at Chiefs at 6.15. You can join Brandon Douglas at the Windermere Canadian Brewhouse for that one. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been a Sports 1440 Update.